Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. My name is Angel and I am your host. I would like to extend to you this invitation to join me today on a journey of exploration, discovery, and clarity with one of the many guests from the community who is committed to helping us all on our journey of spiritual transformation. Enjoy the show and be prepared to ask questions if you have them. Looking forward to seeing you today, tomorrow, and thereafter. Enjoy. All right, good morning and happy Saturday. I'm so excited to be here today with our guest, Dr. Barry Friedman, who is going to have a good time taking us through a fun topic focused on the election. I'm so excited. Can you hear me, Dr. Friedman? Are you there, Barry? I am. Thank you. Thank you, Angel. It's really nice to be here again. Thank oh, you for it's having me. It's always fun to have you on, especially when we have these kinds of topics, because you are not shy and you have, like, no qualms about sharing your opinion about where we are and um, and especially in the world today with everything that we've got going on with the election coming up and when we had you on before uh, Donald Trump took office you had a phenomenal show where you called the election and today we're going to talk about the election and Joe Biden I believe you say you have his chart and everything we're going to go through all that today right? Yes, we can look at both charts, uh, uh, Trump's and, and Biden's as well. Yes. Oh, oh, wow. we got everything. Yeah. So <laughs> we got it going on. I love it. I love it. So before we get started, I thought it would be cool to just give you a couple of minutes to talk about the, the your modality in, in astrology so that people understand the difference between kind of the Western astrology and the more Eastern astrology that you do, that you focus on. Sure, sure. Um, so uh, West, uh, Hindu astrology, uh, for one thing, there are quite a few differences. Um, Hindu astrology, for one thing, uses the actual sidereal constellations that you see in the sky. So the constellation of Aries is, is the sign of Aries, and the constellation of Taurus is Taurus, and so forth. In the, in the Western system, for historical reasons, uh, the the um, the signs were pegged to the vernal equinox, and what Western astrologers didn't realize thousands of years ago was that the Earth's axis precesses backwards um, very slowly about about twenty four thousand. It takes about 24,000 years for it to go, for the axis to turn once around like a top, spinning it. Spins on its axis, but the axis itself rotates once every 24,000 years. So they pegged the, ver- the, the, the signs to the vernal equinox, but in the last many thousands of years, the Earth's axis has shifted so that now on the day of the vernal equinox, the sun is not sitting in the very first degree of the constellation of Aries as it was thousands of years ago. It's sitting in about the sixth degree, approximately, of the constellation of Pisces. But that's where Western astrologers say Aries begins. So the whole circle of, quote, Western signs is shifted off of the actual circles from which they were originally named by 24 degrees. So that's one, superimposed on these 12 uh, uh, solar constellations are 27 lunar constellations, which are extremely important, and particularly the the moon's placement in one of those 27 lunar constellations. In fact, the moon is much more important in, in certain ways than the sun in Hindu astrology. And then transits are used... The way, as in Western astrology, the way the planets interact with each other is not strictly angular, but is based on principles of, uh, there is angularity involved, but also uh, drishti. Drishti means the planets glance at one another, and that's very important. And also the signs themselves, the constellations, or call them signs now, um, also impact one another. The, the signs are called Rashis. And so the Rashi aspects 
how signs affect other signs um, is very important. Sign planets in one sign, if that sign is aspecting another, those planets will have a very important uh, effect on the Rashi or sign that, that w- from where they're sitting, simply because the, the signs themselves affect one another. So there's a lot, there's a lot there. There's, oh my there's gosh. A, a, yeah, <laughs> that, that's some of the major stuff. There's a fixed chronology of planetary influences based on the moment of your birth and where the moon is in one of the 27 lunar constellations. So that's a big nutshell. But the upshot of it is, is that it's an extremely complex system. There are subcharts that are generated from the main chart. It's a very complex, deep and vast system. It's just endlessly fascinating to me. It feels complicated. It is. It is. <laughs> so I was like, oh I'm, my gosh, jeez. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of education, I'm assuming, that you have to go through uh, to really um, master that. You probably would spend your whole life in the, in the, in the, in the, the conversation of mastery of this, of this science. It, it takes a love of the subject, and uh, for one thing, it very much does. Uh, I've been practicing since uh, since eighty uh, one, and so uh, you know that's I guess that's almost forty years now. God, time flies. So, <laughs> when you're having fun. <laughs> when you're having fun, and I find this endless. When I when I cast a chart for someone, I mean I get so. Uh, enthused because it's like exploring a whole new world in the form of a of a person and and how the planets affect each individual it's quite it's quite fascinating that's really cool and so um what what i really enjoyed in in, in the past conversations we've had is that you talk about it's, it's not just my um chart if I really want to focus on my success, like I have a business, it's like the, the business has a birth date too. You know, the country has a birth date too. So you can look at everything, right? And kind of yes. figure out. The, the issue of the country's birthday is a very interesting question. I mean, because different, different um, astrologers peg it differently. And so that because is it is it the moment that the Declaration of Independence was signed? Um, is it is it uh, you know the moment that the Constitution was signed? These are questions that are that are you know every people have a different view of it. Okay, and so yeah. it would be, of course it would be different depending upon uh, where it is. I, I heard once in the in the Chinese astrology somebody said you have. The day you were born, but then there's the day you were conceived, which can, to me, like, how the heck do you figure out when you were conceived? Not a comfortable question to go through with your parents, right? <laughs> but, um, it, it, <laughs> but it's just, go ahead, please. Um, your, your voice is echoing a little bit, so it's a little hard to hear everything uh, that you're sharing. Um, okay. I wonder if, let me, let me turn my, vol- let me turn my volume down. Hold on one second. Okay. Well, you were saying something about about uh, Chinese astrology. Yeah, I had just that somebody shared with me once that in, in Chinese astrology, um, you got the day you were born or the day you were thought you know, oh. how difficult it would be. But it's kind of the same thing you're talking about. Like, which date do you do you really look at? What's the real date? Yes, and so look at the yeah. And in fact, uh, Western some Western astrologers also re- regard that as an issue as well. Hmm. And that's why I was kind of giggling. Like, how do you have that conversation with your parents? You know, there's a conception that, 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 that's interesting. Important, I guess, but interesting. <laughs> that would be hard right, and also the, <laughs> the, moment, the moment of conception, because the moment of conception can, can occur, you know, minutes or hours or a day after um, actual, you know, insemination. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's an it's an interesting question, yes. Yeah, I have one more question for you, and then we're gonna get to yes. the degree. So it's I always always want people to understand the value of working with an astrologer. Like, what value does it bring you to sit down 
with someone and, and, and go through my chart to, to talk about what has happened and talk about what could happen in the future. Can you talk a little bit about that? You know, Absol- absolutely. You know, even though, um, you know, people ask me about their futures and I, I tell them, I give them real probabilities of what may or may not happen and when, but in fact, um, what I really love about uh, uh, astrology and Hindu astrology is that it, it, it brings in, um, it, it allows me to share with a client um, what I see about them, what, what their primary karmic lessons are, and what, what their strengths and weaknesses that they've brought into this life are, what they need to work on, what influences are, are, have been brought forward through their karma, uh, and that the planets are displaying on the, in the chart. And um, because I'm also a, a licensed psychotherapist, I, and I've been doing that for, for many, many years, uh, I, you know, when I look at a chart, even if I've never met the person, and now I don't get to meet them per- personally um, because of the pandemic, but it, I get a, a very clear, intuitive sense of who they are. And my, my work, whatever I do, as an astrologer, a therapist, or as a teacher, is always to promote self-awareness and self-empowerment. And so when I give what I call a life reading, which is a rather long reading, I'm going through a lot of detail about, about their lives and how, how they're sort of, um, how they've come to be who they are and what will hopefully benefit them if they understand certain things about themselves and understand what they need to work on to strengthen this element of their lives or that part of their personality, um, you know, what direction they might take that will, that will promote their growth and, and development. So that's what I use. That's what I most love about Hindu astrology or about any astrology. It's not, it's not um, to predict the future, you know, on what day is this going to happen? That's there, but I'm much more interested in people's growth than anything else in my life. So that's what I use Hindu astrology for. And it's extremely precise and accurate, you know, you know, and so what's really important is being, being in tune with a chart and with the person and really getting an accurate read on the chart. The chart is the chart. Uh, it's interpreting it where where errors can come in, <laughs> right? But, but you know, I I, I've I've learned a lot in in you know in f- almost forty years of this, so <laughs> hopefully I've reduced those to a minimum. <laughs> but that's a really good point. I love this. You know, you you speak about it not just telling the just this is what the chart says. This is your future. Have have fun with it. Good luck in your in your endeavors. You you really want to down with someone and, and, and use it as a, as a map to solving and a map to growth and a map to completing their, their, their role as of satisfaction and, and fulfillment. And I love that. I do. I love that. Yes, that is my, I mean, I, I don't, and also unlike, unlike many Hindu astrologers, I also believe that there is such a thing as free will and how much we have of it depends on the individual and their soul development. And so, but free will is from my perspective is a real thing. I think from the, from the point of view of the source of all things, destiny and free will are two sides of one coin. Um, you know, as light can be understood as a wave or a particle. So I think, you know, it's a rough metaphor, but I think that fate and free will, destiny and free will, have to both be understood and used in in, in the way that one helps people to grow in any, in any capacity. If we don't, 
if we don't use free will, if we don't believe in free will, yeah, then things are not, you know, things are not going to change. There's an old Sanskrit verse that translated says, destiny without action is like a chariot with only one wheel. It does not proceed. And so we have to, we have to, um, at the very least, believe in free will, but also exercise it. Even if some <laughs> astrologers, I mean, when I, I've, I've consulted, when I was in India studying with, with astrologers and with one in particular who doesn't believe in free will, I'm listening to him and I'm thinking, you may not believe in free will, but the way you're talking to these people about what they need to do certainly implies free, free you, that you believe in free will. So it's like, okay. <laughs> well, you know, and it's the gift that always, I've always been told, and I always tell my, uh, my clients too, is like, it's the one gift God gave us is our history. Um, and it's important that to, to know that, right? It's important to know that when you walk away, whatever you're talking to, an astrologer, a medium, you get to decide what to do with your life, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, that the 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 you know the idea of being made in God's image. Well, God, wh- however we conceive of the divine, but or the the absolute or the source, it, you know, if there's if there if there's free will, God has it all, and so. If we're made in God's image, then of course we're going to have free will as well. That's that, that, that a good place to stop and take yes. a deep breath because I'm so excited and just get yes. into get into the conversation. <laughs> I am oh, right. so excited. I'm so excited, Barry. Give it to me. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, good, good. So we're talking about the election coming up. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, so, yes. Okay. So, um, what I what I believe and what I see here, um, looking looking at Trump's chart, what I what I see happening, what's going to happen um, near the, in the third or fourth week of September, I believe it's the nineteenth of September to be exact by at least the sidereal zodiac in the program I use, um, is that, uh, so let me, let me explain briefly how he, how he was brief, how he was elected before. So he, one day before the 2016 election, he left Rahu's period of influence. Rahu is, is a demon and we all have Rahu in our charts and we all have, Rahu period of influence, or period, it's called a dasha period of influence. So one day before the election, he left Rahu's 18-year period and entered Jupiter's 16-year period. And as Jupiter is in his second house, he has Leo rising, he has Jupiter in the second house of income and also the voice, which is why he has a very big voice and a very big income. And it's even though Hindu astrologers don't use the outer planets, some Western Hindu astrologers like me do. So Neptune is also there with Jupiter, which is in the second house of income is why he has gotten so much money. Although, you know, that can be debated in terms of how he actually got that, but why he tends to exaggerate about so many things. Everything is the greatest or the best or the biggest including himself. And that's because Neptune is in the second house and Neptune's energy is an energy of always wanting more, always wanting to go beyond and also fantasy. And so with conjunct Jupiter there in the second it gives him part of the personality that he has, at least the way it comes across. Now the 10th house is a house of work and government. We're talking about government here. So in his 10th house, he has the first lord. He has Leo rising, and that's the sun. the sun is the first lord. It's in the tenth house of government with Rahu, and Rahu is exalted in Taurus. That's his tenth house. He has the moon in Scorpio, where it's debilitated. Which, what happens with that when when the moon is in Scorpio is that it 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 brings the psyche down to the most turbulent and unsettled. 
um, levels and uh, emotional and other levels. And it makes one extremely sensitive, um, not only sensitive emotionally, but um, psychically sensitive. And it can, it, it, it can be very unbalancing. And that's not necessarily true for everyone. There are many other elements of a chart. His debilitated moon is, um, is a full moon. He was born immediate, just at a full moon. That, that's why so much of his personality is, is so in evidence to everyone because the full moon brings forward everything for everyone to see. It can bring tremendous success. A full moon can bring tremendous success in whatever one is attempting in life. Um, but because his full moon is debilitated, the lowest of nine dignities, dignity is a measure of auspiciousness. Because his moon is debilitated, and it's also with um, Rahu's counterpart, Ketu, which indicates all of this came from his last life very strongly, um, because Ketu brings in energy from past lifetimes. So he's got his, this Ketu conjunct his debilitated full moon. So what, what, what happened when he, was, when he was elected was that Jupiter had just begun, Jupiter's period, and it has a full glance to his son, the first lord, and to exalted Rahu. And the moment that I saw that, about seven months before his election, I thought, oh, you know, I know this sounds crazy. Everyone's thinking he's not going to, he's, he's not going to make it, but it was clear that he would. And Uranus is also happens to be conjunct um, the sun and, and Rahu. And so he, he's Uranus makes him very quirky and very impulsive and sudden things happen. And so all of that's there in his 10th house of work and government. He also has Mars um, in his first house of Leo, and so it makes him very willful. Mars is, among other things, the planet of the will. It makes him very, very willful. So that's his chart. Now, in the present, he has, um, he's now in the second sub-period of Jupiter's main period. There are nine sub-periods to every, every main period. So he's no longer in Jupiter, Jupiter period. He is now in Jupiter, uh, Saturn period. And that's a very different kettle of fish than Jupiter, Jupiter. His Saturn is his sixth and seventh Lord. And the sixth Lord the sixth house is a, a difficult house. It's called the Dushtana house. It, it creates obstacles and challenges and difficulties. It is in his 12th house, which technically would form an upside-down kingly yoga, but it's not a very strong one, actually. And it's, conjunct, it's not happy in Cancer. It's very weak by a system of strength from zero to eight points. Um, uh, of strength, zero being incredibly weak, eight incredibly powerful, his Saturn only has two points, and it's conjunct his Venus, um, which is his 10th Lord. So it has, it has really slowed him down hugely. And so um, that's one thing. The periods of planetary influence are not, this one is not as as powerful, not as beneficial for him as Jupiter, Jupiter, the first subperiod was. Equally or more importantly, um, on September um, 19th, Rahu and Ketu, they, they go backwards through, through the, the zodiac. So Rahu will be leaving Gemini and entering Taurus. His sun is in 29 degrees, 49 minutes in the very last degree of Taurus. And Rahu coming into, into Taurus um, will then be influencing by, you know, by aspect his sun, his first lord, his Rahu, and his Mercury. 
I mean, sorry, and his Uranus. And K2 will be coming back into its natal position with his natal K2 and with the, the moon. Now, when I saw that, I thought, uh-oh, um, clearly this, you know, in a certain way, this, this helped to, you know, Rahu is exalted there. When Rahu comes back, what, what's going to happen at, in November at the election? And I, I was concerned that, yes, th- th- he could pull this off. So I consulted with my teacher, who very much believes, and I have come to believe this as well, that when you're dealing with transits, it's extremely important to use the moon as an ascendant, not just the actual ascendant. In fact, the moon becomes primary as an ascendant, and the, 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 main, mood, mood, the main ascendant is to be is to be under, you know, to be kept in mind. So, what I have learned from him uh, f- a long time ago was that that when a transit, when when a, when a planet transits through uh, Taurus, when the Moon is in Scorpio, and and a planet transits through Taurus, that planet suffers hugely. And so, um, my teacher said, no, no, there's absolutely no way he's going to be elected. There's no way he will be elected. Rahu there, even though it was there at his birth and is exalted, now in a transit, being in the seventh from the moon, being in a sign which is really, Taurus is a really bad sign for, for the moon in, in, in Scorpio. So when Rahu comes there, it will, it will completely... Um, you know, uh, it will not give good effects. And I, and I have come to believe that and, and hope that, actually. Um, <laughs> right? Uh, I, and, and then I'm also, I, then I thought, okay, well, let's look at Biden's chart here. So I, 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 I've put up Biden's horoscope. He is in the last sub-period of, of Jupiter, so he has Scorpio rising, and his Jupiter is in his ninth house, um, exalted. And it has made him very, very fortunate to have Jupiter exalted in the ninth house. Now, he's in, Jupiter, he's in the last sub-period of, of Jupiter's main period. These, these last, um, basically, Jupiter ends in, in 2022, so two years from now. So in the last... 14 years, uh, Joe Biden has been very fortunate because he's had, in, in some ways, in some ways, because he's had ju- exalted Jupiter. The, the sub-periods could have changed that. I think he lost, uh, I don't quite remember, I think he lost um, uh, a, a, a child or something um, during this period, which is very tragic. But Jupiter in general would have would have caused him to rise as it did. Now, this, this last sub-period, when the election occurs, is going to... He entered this, Jupiter-Rahu is the last sub-period of Jupiter. He entered it on April 27th of this year. His Rahu is like like Trump's, in his 10th house, but it's not in the same sign. Since, since Joe Biden has um, uh, Scorpio rising, his Rahu is in Leo. And it, what that does, and it's, Rahu is in the second house from Jupiter. That, it being in progression from the Dasha Lord by one sign is fortunate it being Rahu, it makes it very, Rahu is like a seesaw or like a roller coaster. And so being in Jupiter Rahu period, Rahu is very strong in Leo. It just doesn't like Leo because the Lord of Leo, the sun and Jupiter are, I mean, and, and Rahu are enemies to each other. Rahu causes the eclipse of the sun. So having Rahu there, I looked at that and I thought, hmm, this is an iffy proposition. And what I have come to see, though, what I, what I believe will happen is that Biden 
will win because Trump will lose. <laughs> it's like a mathematical equation. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, love like I just said Trump was going to lose. So if he's right. going to lose. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And, oh, and, and, and the thing is that, um, you know, if you think about Rahu being in the 10th house here, I mean, if you, the, in, in Biden's 10th house, and he's in Jupiter Rahu period, what he's going to inherit from Trump when <laughs> presumably he becomes president is a government and a country in complete disarray, in complete disarray on pretty much every level, socially, racially, health-wise, um, government, you know, in terms of government, internationally, everything. So it makes sense in my mind that, that, that Biden will, will that this, this placement here of Rahu in the 10th, and it's the sub period that's going on now will, will, will cause, um, I mean, he'll be coming into something that is fairly chaotic. I don't envy him at all. You know, I don't envy him at all. Um, But that's my determination of this. And the thing is that in, on September 21st of 2022, so in a little more than two years, um, Biden will end his 16-year Jupiter period, and he will enter Saturn's 19-year period. So I've been looking at that because that will take place at the midpoint of his term if he's elected, right, just before the midterm elections. And so his Saturn is, in a certain way, relatively well-placed. It's in an angle of the chart. It's in his seventh house, which a planet in any angle, the angles are the first, fourth, seventh, and tenth houses. So he has Rahu in the tenth. His, his Saturn is in the seventh house in Taurus. And Saturn likes being in Taurus, actually. Saturn is very grounding. The seventh house is about partnerships, partnerships of certainly primary partnership, but partnerships of all kinds. And so for him to be successful in the latter half of his presidency of this term, he will need to have developed very strong, healthy, good partnerships with with people in our country, he'll have to repair and heal partnerships with our former friends that Trump has been, you know, messing with and to, right. And to de-escalate the, 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 you know, our enemies have become worse enemies and our friends have become very wary and mistrustful for, you know, or, and right, exactly. So, He's going, his work is so much going to be, throughout, throughout his presidency, um, will be about repair and, and on every level. His, yeah. So th- this, is, this is extremely important that his Saturn is in relatively decent condition as opposed to Trump's, um, which is where he's now in, Jupiter-Saturn. I'm sorry. Um, for, uh, for, yeah, yeah, that's right. Jupiter Saturn, and it's interesting that, um, that their their dasha periods are are you know somewhat in sync, but it, it's very different for each of them. So, wow. um, so there's one other thing I wanted to share about this. Yes, Rahu, of course, will be in Taurus. It'll be Trump's tenth house and seventh from the moon and it will be in the it will be in uh biden's seventh house and second from the moon so rahu exalted in taurus will you know in in this instance again because fortunately the moon is not in in scorpio but nevertheless it will cause fluctuations in his alliances when Rahu comes in, but it won't have the, it won't have the, 
hugely deleterious impact that you can find in Trump's chart. More importantly, because it's a transit, Saturn is, is this is more important, is Saturn is, will, will, it, I mean, Rahu will be second from his moon. Rahu will be second from his moon when it comes to Taurus. And that is a very good place for Rahu to be. It's, it'll be exalted and it'll be in the second place from the moon, as opposed to Trump's moon being debilitated in Scorpio and, 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 and Rahu being in the seventh from there. So my overall assessment of this is that Biden is going to win. And part, I do think an important part of this is that it's because Trump will lose. What I'm hoping, though, what I'm really hoping with, with Biden, because when I look at his chart and I see an exalted Jupiter, I see exalted Jupiter here um, in the ninth house of, of fortune and spirituality. And even though Biden has certainly made mistakes uh, in his life in, in one or more ways, we, we know some of them. But in general, this is a far more benign and auspicious chart by far than Trump's. And so I'm hoping that um, Joe Biden, both, you know, in the last part of Jupiter's period and throughout Saturn's period, will um, rise to the occasion of being the, the, the repairman and healer in chief and yeah. do exactly the opposite of what Trump has done. Trump's modus has always been to divide and conquer like any tyrant, whereas... Right. Right. And all of his tricks are very much patterned and all of his maneuvers are very much patterned on what all the major tyrants in history have done. Uh, I think Biden has a chance, an opportunity to demonstrate, um, you know, what what real leadership is and come forward with 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 strength. Um, and hopefully he will have a vice president who will support him in coming forward with real strength in uh, the strength of of truth of the authority of of um, what shall I say of true of true righteousness, not self righteousness, which is oh, what man. we have now. Oh gosh, yeah, that was that was that was a lot of stuff. You know, I I um. I'm I know always, I like to, I, I talk Oh gosh, that was, a, that was a lot of information and a lot of terms we're not familiar with because we're so used to the Western astrology and, and you've got the deities and they're moving around and the stars and interacting with the planets and um, I, I want the listeners to know and I, I rebroadcast it, we posted a rebroadcast of your, your program early in the month so it's there um, where you called um, Donald Trump and you were not happy that you called Donald Trump, I remember distinctly how we like I wish I, I didn't have to say this but this is I very, like. <laughs> I very much wanted to be wrong I very much wanted to be wrong I, I we're not wrong but one of the things you talked about you really saw like the turmoil in his presidency um the timing um you were on point you were spot on when when the things like you even said I see impeachment and he had an impeachment thing I mean we called it all so I have a question about Donald Trump, if, if you could even see that. Um, mm-hmm. So the presidency, the presidency, uh, the election goes by, he doesn't win. What has happened to him after that? Because this has really exposed a lot about him that people either pretended they didn't know and just, just ignored it. But he, he really revealed a lot about himself. What, what happens to him after that? Right. He has to reveal a lot about himself because he is so inflated and grandiose that that he shows himself to everyone shamelessly. And so everyone who actually looks will see. And so and he has a full moon. So he's very, very visible. If he loses and hope in, let's say once he loses this election, he's not fading away. He's not fading away at all. He will become a right-wing demagogue who's not in office. Um, you know, he'll uh, and and he may become a 
you know, Rahu will be in his 10th house for the, from, from September 19th until approximately that time of March of 2022. And Rahu in the 10th house, there will, he will continue to foment discord. Rahu is a very, um, you know, it, 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 it can be very angry. It, it, it's a demon. And it, his Rahu, his natal Rahu is there with his son, the first Lord. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying he's a demon, although he certainly acts and speaks. You know, the way I think about it is, <laughs> you know, to, to, to quote from the Bible, right, is to quote from the Bible, you will know them by their works. Yeah. Right. So yes. he has he has sowed major hatred and rage and fear in in and confusion in our country and throughout the world. And so I think he'll just continue to do that. That's his nature. And he'll continue to villainize anyone, including the president, uh, you know, uh, and the Democrats and any and the Republicans who who, who would not support him, he will villainize everyone and call, you know, play the victim and, and be a huge bully as he's always been. One thing I've learned, I've had the personal misfortune or fortune, I suppose I've had something to learn about this, of having to deal with bullies all my life. And um, what I've seen is that one of the major strategies of bullies is to play the victim. Mm-hmm. Because, because it, you know, they hold a grudge and they play the victim, and I think he's got a grudge from way, way, way back. You hold a grudge and play the victim, and it gives them an excuse to pick fights and dump their hostile stuff on other people, and that's what I'm sure we can expect from Trump. There's a there's a, a former high heavyweight a Republican who was just interviewed recently, um, uh, 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 I forget his first name, but um, uh, last name Cohn. He was, he, he was a very powerful Republican uh, politician and, and operative for many, many years. When, when Trump was elected, he had, he, I think he wrote a book or an article about exactly what was going to happen under the Trump presidency. He was very prescient. And he was interviewed now almost four years later, and everything he wrote in that book was exactly what has unfolded. He left the Republican Party the moment that Trump was elected because he knew what was coming. You know, tr- Trump is not a, re- truly a conservative. He goes with the wind of popularity. And with the wind of, um, you know, whatever will cause him to rise, principle is not an issue here, except his own self-aggrandizement. So it's just going to stay loud and he's just going to be out there saying... He's going to be a a loud (laughs) voice out there, a loud voice out there continuing to sow discord and rage and fear and hatred. Will there ever um, be any accountability? Is there going to ever be? Do you see any accountability for just the behaviors or the things? That's a, that's a very interesting question, Angel. Um, <laughs> that's a very interesting question. And um, what you know, justice is also given by the tenth house. Uh, it's it's given by in a number of different ways. But if we talk about legal justice. That's the tenth house, and so having Rahu there, um, you, you know, I am sure that once he's out of office, that legal proceedings will will proceed again, will come forward for him. I have no doubt about that, um, okay. and you know, I can only pray that Biden will not follow the 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 path of previous presidents. You know, pardoning previous presidents who have done ill, right? I hope he will right. not do that. Not this time. Not, not this time. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, so I, I think that there will be certainly legal stuff, but 
we know in America, and that's one of the great upheavals, one of the reasons for these great upheavals happening now in terms of you know, social and, and racial upheaval, is that the rich and powerful rarely are punished. It, it, yeah. And, you know, which is, which is terrible. It's horrible. And so he is rich and powerful, and he will continue to be in various ways. You know, he'll still have millions of adoring fans and extremism on his side. And so whether he actually ever sees the darkness of a, of a cell, I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, but, um, you know, but do I think that there will be repercussions for him? Yes. And the repercussions I am actually most interested in for the ongoing welfare of our country is the books and articles that will be written by countless people in our country and throughout the world detailing the horrible experience they've, you know, that we have had as a nation and as a world because of Trump's you know, uh, presidency. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm imagining that leaders who kowtowed to him during this period in other countries, leaders of all sorts will really very much be, um, you know, uh, coming forward with their own experiences of this man. Right. And, and you know, for those who are just tuned in, you know, we're, we're, we're talking to uh, Dr. Barry Freeman. He did an astounding job of, of talking about the approaching election, reading the charts of the two candidates. Um, and, he called um, he called the election for Joe Biden um, last the last election he called the election for Donald Trump and um, he had a really good argument uh, based on what he's saying and I'd like to ask about America and yes. how, how she is doing and how she's going to do because it's scary out there I would never have imagined in my wildest dreams that we'd be where we are today right right well. In a certain way, the Civil War never ended, and yeah. so we are seeing we are seeing the resurgence of that. Um, and you know, the, the the you know Trump, who sows division as a way of of rising, brought this forward um, far more than any um, president in in my living memory, and so. What what I see for America, so Saturn is the planet that connects with America. And Saturn is now in Capricorn, which it rules. And so um, Saturn is powerful. But in, in, in Hindu astrology, Saturn is, is feared by everyone. I'm going to say, um, isn't Saturn the scary planet? <laughs> well, well I'm, more, I'm more afraid of Rahu, to be honest with you. But okay. yeah, Saturn, Saturn brings the very, it's the great teacher of any chart. And it brings the, the really tough karmic lessons as we are seeing. Mm, it, was yeah. part of, it was part of the, the pandemic was Saturn coming into, into uh, Capricorn. And Capricorn is the natural 10th house uh, from in the natural zodiac, which is government and work and so forth. And so, um, and so it, it's also the most receptive of the signs because it, it, it receives the karmas of past years and decades. So from the perspective of our country, I think what we're going to see is um, the painful lessons about what needs to really change here um, in our country. And it's not going to be easy. Saturn can be quite ruthless in its, the way it teaches. Um, so I, and it's going to be in Capricorn until the natural 10th, until this, the May of 2022. So I think we're in for a bumpy ride in, a, in, in one way. I think things will, to some extent, feel better for people in a certain way when 
when Trump is out of office. But the systemic inequities and injustices um, that that we have as a country perpetrated over decades and centuries will have to be addressed. And there's no quick fix to it. And there's no quick fix to racism. And there's no quick fix to the, 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 you know, the power of the rich and mighty to actually care about, you know, the people of our country. So I, I think that the more enlightened our leadership, the better chance we have to come out of this in the long run, a more, more stable, stronger, more interconnected with one another, and more, and wiser. Again, it 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 very much depends on uh, on you know what happens right now with the election, and hopefully the Senate will you know um, also turn to the Democrats. And the thing is, the thing is that the republic, our republic, and democracy absolutely require negotiation and moderation um, between the parties. And always a republic requires moderation and negotiation. Extremism of any kind is destructive socially, um, politically, psychologically. It's destructive. So we need to be willing and able to negotiate and moderate our our, 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 our requirements and to change our perceptions of things that's a tall order but if we have wise leadership that can happen that can happen very good very good I love that as, as, a, as a practitioner having prepared this and say you were having the opportunity to sit down with uh, candidate uh, Joe Biden what advice would you give him just based on you know, what you read, if he was sitting down in front of you right now and you were at his chart and you read the chart, how would you advise him as, a, as, a, as an astrologer? So I, I as, a, as, an, as an astrologer, as a therapist, as a, as a teacher <laughs> in the history of religions, what I, what, how I would speak to him is that this is an opportunity for, uh, for you to make a profound difference in American history. And uh, you, you need to listen to your conscience. You need to listen to wise advisors. You need to listen to the people and what they need. And to, to bring forth and project exactly the opposite of what Trump has projected instead of hatred and rage and fear to project a vision of connectedness for our country to bring us into a place of 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 kind good heartedness and wisdom about the way we the way we live our lives and and people you know things go from the top down. It's the, tri- the, tri- the trickle-down effect is, is, except for financially, is a real thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. It doesn't happen with money. That stays up on top, but, you know, unfortunately, but that needs to change. Otherwise, you know, the way a leader comes forward has a profound effect on the hundreds of millions of people that are in the country. And so um, what we've seen, what we have seen under Trump is the promotion of contempt and cynicism, the way he speaks about other people who don't agree with him, with other, about other nations who don't agree with him, about everyone who he's not pleased with in a single moment. He has modeled contempt and cynicism. And so what, what Biden, and, and therefore we have the, 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 the huge fracturing of our society and our country, 
what Biden needs to, what I would say to him is you need to model inclusiveness. You need to model a good heart. You need to model compassion and wisdom and a maturity that has been completely lacking in our president and in uh, our Congress up until, you know, the, the midterm elections, and then only half of it. You know, the willingness for, for people to blindly follow Trump and ignore his obvious characterological issues is absolutely cynical in the extreme and has helped to fracture our country in ways that are, are horrible to behold. So Biden has to come from conscience, from a good heart, and from listening to the people of this country and doing what he can to reverse so much of this destructive influence. Mm. That's a mouthful, man. How about... Uh, I always have a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) How about, about, Mr. Biden, can you talk, right? How about, can you get up and start addressing that? Because it's like, we don't hear from him. And I think it, it almost feels like the position he's taking is let me just sit and let this guy see this 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 look crazy and I'll just come in from behind and win this. But what all the things you said were powerful. Like stand up president yeah. you know, pres, presidentially and re and reunite our nation. Right. He needs to stand up very strongly. His strategy I mean he's begun to do that a little bit. He's begun to do that a little bit, but he needs to ramp up. I don't know precisely when the Democratic Convention is or how it will be held. But from the moment that he is the official candidate, he needs to come forward with bald and blatant truth about Trump and about Trump's effect on our country. And if he pulls his punches, if he tries to be simply nice... This will not work. Unfortunately, the, the show of strength and power, which is what Trump has relied on and what all tyrants rely on, is, is you know, that is, so much of America requires that rather than wisdom, as we've seen. Yeah. What Biden has to come forward with strong, clear, articulate, articulated, you know, uh, truth about what, who Trump is and what has actually happened under Trump's administration. He has to be forceful and strong about it. And if he, and yes, he will incur more of, of Trump's, you know, uh, vituperation and, 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 uh, you know, uh, uh, attack. Of course he will. How, how can you not when you're in a politics and especially politics that are so, you know, fragmented as this and so polarized, but he has to do it. Otherwise, you know, and he has to be able to withstand that when he becomes president as well. So, yeah. yeah so I absolutely agree. And I'm thinking he's biding his time until the, until the, uh, you know, the nomination and letting Trump hang himself. And, um, you know, I think there's some wisdom in that. But he's begun to come forward now, and he needs to come forward more. I love it. And um, you're always such a, such a joy, and I, and I hope the listeners really enjoyed this show I did. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, seeing what happens. And, and you're, you're absolutely right. If you could let people know how to get in touch with you, we only have like a minute left, and I didn't give you an opportunity to call out your contact information in case they would like to to work with you for their own needs. Thank you. Thanks, Angel. So uh, my my phone number for readings is uh, 510-530-0517. And um, my email would be info at dr, as in drberryfriedman.com. So, uh, yes, I'd be happy to, you know, hear from anyone who's interested in, you know, growth and, and self-development. I, I would be very happy to talk with you. Thank you so much for your time. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, I'm very interested to see what happens. I'm probably going to pull you in after the convention 
to see what else we can see. God bless everybody. Thank you for listening. Have a good day, Dr. Friedman. Thank you for coming you, on the show. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And for everybody else, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the other side. Ciao, ciao.